Stephanie J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. What is up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Best Life Podcast, and it is Jill here, and I'm doing a solo today. I wanted to expand on something that I feel like has come up a little bit over the last few years. If you've been listening to the Best Life Podcast for any length of time, you know that Danny and I have gone through a lot in our relationships, and if you're listening to this, chances are you have as well. Maybe you um, have lost somebody, maybe you've, you've gone through heartbreak, maybe you've gone through what Christina Rasmussen calls life interruptions. Maybe you, you went through uh, some sort of divorce, uh, infidelity, anything like that. And you know, when you go through something like that, whether you went through something that like that recently or many many years ago, it is sometimes the only thing that you can think about and it just completely consumes you. So, you know, I do a lot of business coaching personally at Jill Fit and a lot of times my clients go through life stuff. I mean, that's just part of it. So even though I'm technically a business coach, a lot of times we spend time on our calls sorting through some of the other things that are happening in their lives because it has a huge impact on their mental capacity, right? Their bandwidth to be able to put towards their business. And so for me as a business coach, you know, I want to help them with strategy and things like that. But at the end of the day, if they don't have the emotional and mental bandwidth to work on their business, they need to figure out their life stuff. And, you know, today I want to share a little bit about sort of the idea of healing and sort of the idea of shedding a previous version of you. Because when you're going through something really emotionally taxing, whether it's a loss or it's a divorce or infidelity, or you know, it could be anything, it could be job loss, it doesn't have to be relationship related, or if it is relationship related, it could just be, you know, having a fallout with a friend or a family member. There's so many different ways that this can show up in our lives. And I do believe, like Byron Katie says, that the person you live with is your greatest teacher. And to me, that extends to all people close to us. You know, how many of us have had to go through maybe friend breakups or have had to go through, um, you know, some really tough conversations with a family member or a parent or a child. And so I think that our relationships are in our lives, especially our close relationships, right? Those are the ones that really make an impact. The close relationships that we have are there to teach us lessons. Your relationships are literally personal development. And how you come together with someone else teaches you a lot about yourself. It teaches you a lot about boundaries. It teaches you a lot about uh, honest communication, openness, vulnerability, things like that. And if you've been listening to The Best Life for any length of time, you know that we go into a ton. We're huge fans of clear, honest communication which can be really hard, especially with people that you're close to, because we have all sorts of emotional sensitivities. We don't want to let people down. We, we don't want people to be upset. We don't want to disappoint people. We don't want people to leave our lives. And sometimes when we maybe state and enforce boundaries or have a way in which we want to relate to that person, they don't always feel the same way. And to me, I think my mantra in the last few years has become, I'm in this to grow. 
I'm in this to grow. This is literally why I'm here. I'm in this to grow, whether it's my business, my personal relationships, my health, my wealth, anything like that. I, and I think if you're here and you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a growth mindset as well. And so when you're in sort of that emotional space, that really that like mentally hijacked space where all you can think about is the situation that you're in, whether it's again, loss of some sort, divorce, you know, maybe a lot of you guys have reached out to us um, in the podcast and said like, I don't know if I should stay or go. I don't know if this is good enough to stay. I don't know if it's bad enough to leave. I don't know if I should go. And it's like this angst of making that decision. And, you know, we've said this many times that you'll know when you know, and, but it's hard sometimes to just sit in that space. I have some clients right now who are sitting in that space and, you know, they're trying to work on their business and attend to their kids and do all the other things. But there's this sort of uncertainty that feels really, really fucking annoying, right? You just want to make a decision. You just want to know what's going to happen and you just can't. You know, I think sometimes we want to take decisive action to feel in our power, but it may or may not be the right choice for us. And so what I can tell you, and Danny has echoed this as well, from personal experience, you will know when you know. And I don't think it ever feels great, but you're like, okay, this new path or this decision I'm making is slightly better than the other the other choice, right? It's just slightly better. It's never going to feel like a hell yes. I can tell you that it hel- it feels a hell like a hell yes in retrospect. For example, leaving a marriage or leaving a job or you know um, cutting off a friendship or firing a client, like whatever these sort of relational relational issues are. At some point, you'll know, and it's hard when you're in the middle of it to wait it out. It's hard when you're in the middle of it because it feels so uncertain, feels so fucking uncomfortable. Um, And we've done several episodes in terms of like, how long does it take to heal? How do you heal? What do you do while healing, et cetera? And I know this is hard to comprehend, especially if you were in that space right now, but at some point you will be healed. At some point it will not take up the mental residence that is taking up in your brain right now. And I know that obviously through personal experience and obviously working through my clients as well. So today I want to talk about the idea of letting go of that pain or letting go of that identity. I think sometimes when we are mired in negative emotions, right? Discomfort, uncertainty, anger, hurt, pain, resentment, um, you know, self-righteousness, like I was stubbornness, things like that. Uh, when we're mired in those emotions, there's a certain self-righteousness to it. I think when you're feeling in pain and you are feeling and you're struggling with something and you're feeling done wrong, that is very human. And there's a self-righteousness that goes along with that, right? So we can look to our friends and they'll validate us. We'll complain about what was going on and people will be like, oh my God, yeah, you have a right to be upset. Of course you do. And I I think that that's really nice. I think the camaraderie and the, the sort of commisery of that feels really good for a certain amount of time. And I think there's a time and a place for that where you can just call up your friends and say, hey, can you just listen to me? I just need to go off. I just need to, you know, I need to vent right now. Can you just agree with me? And I certainly did that many times and my friends held it down for me. But at some point that you realize, you come to realize that that's not a solution. And the solution is really looking at potentially 
letting go of that pain. And I, I know that we want to have a timeline. There's not really a timeline. I think some people, maybe it happens faster. Some people, you know, it moved through a little bit slower. Some people never move through it. And I want to share in this episode why it's okay, and potentially give you permission to move on from that reality. And this is really, really hard because oftentimes when we're in that really emotional space, we identify with it so strongly. It, it literally becomes our identity. I know for me, I really took on the role of someone who was cheated on, uh, someone who was done wrong in their marriage, you know, and not for a long time, but definitely a couple of years. Um, and there was a weird sort of, I don't know, um, a weird sort of comfort that came from being the one done wrong. I think this is why, you know, a lot of times we, we kind of joke that dudes, especially, don't like to be the one that breaks up with someone, right? They wait to get broken up with. It's almost as if we don't want to be the one in the situation of hurting. We'd rather be the victim, right? We'd rather be in the victim sort of space than the perpetrator space. Um, and so when you're in that sort of victim space, it's really... I don't want to say it's really nice, but it's a little bit nice to sit in that space and to get validation and to get people to agree with you and to you know agree that you were done wrong. And I think if I'm honest, I was probably in that for a good couple of years. And then, you know, I, I talked through it. I worked through it. I went to therapy. I moved on. I got into a new relationship. I worked through a lot of my own shit. I, you know, listened to podcasts, read books, went to events, <laughs> did courses, like did all the work. Um, and now looking back on it, it's funny because we've sort of evolved to the space where like, I'm kind of done talking about it. We obviously talk about it on this podcast, but at the end of the day, I was like, oh, I kind of, I'm not that person anymore. And I had to sort of grieve that transition. And this episode, I want to go a little bit deeper. I actually posted something on Instagram about this the other day, and it was sort of a high level conversation, right? Like this esoteric sort of like really deep conversation about this, but I think sometimes we need permission to move on because we identify so strongly with the person who has done wrong or the person in that position and the pain and the struggle almost become just familiar. It just becomes like, oh, that's my storyline. And for years, like I was going around telling whoever would listen, oh, my husband had an affair, my husband had an affair, my husband had an affair, I'm going through a divorce. And, you know, it just was the, it was a topic of conversation and I'm not there anymore. And I don't have any compulsion to really talk about it anymore, except to have this conversation, which is kind of odd. It feels disorienting when it was literally the thing, the only thing you could think about for months, if not years, was this one thing. And then all of a sudden you look up, if you have the awareness, you kind of look up and you're kind of good. You're a different person. And the old sort of narratives of these like a victim sort of space don't hit the way that they once did it doesn't feel as good. And, you know, I think it's okay to move on from that storyline. I had the same exact experience when in my early 30s, late 20s, early 30s, I was really obsessed with my body and I was obsessed with food and I was obsessed with talking about nutrition and all this kind of stuff. And I went through my own sort of food relationship journey which brought me into the Moderation 365 philosophy, which is my nutrition certification. Um, and it took me about three years to work through all that, but literally it was all I could think about. And now I'm like, I'm good. I don't really want to talk about that anymore. You know, it's almost to the point where now if someone has like this obsessive food, it's like re repellent to me almost. And I was so mired in that at one point. Um, 
I was like, I'm good with that. I'm kind of done with that part of my life. And so, you know, one of the things that a mentor once told me was the thing that keeps it in your life is that you keep thinking about it. The thing that keeps it in your life is that you keep thinking about it. And in a very sort of similar vein, Oprah said, what you dwell on is who you become. And I think we all have someone in our lives, if it's not us, maybe we know somebody who just is still mired in that old painful story. And maybe it's you and maybe this is a sort of, you know, wake up call or an aha moment for you. But everyone kind of has that person in their life that they never have moved on. You know, I have girlfriends whose parents have been divorced for years, like 20, 30 years, and they still can't move on from being the victim in that scenario. And to me, that's a cautionary tale. You know, I think sometimes moving on from that person who you were, because you really embody it, right? When you're in a lot of pain and you're in a lot of, um, if you're having a lot of struggle, you really do embody it. It's like, it becomes you, whether you want it to or not, the fact that it is literally like Oprah said, what we dwell on is who we become, that we keep thinking about it. Now, I don't think that we can choose our thoughts. I think that our thoughts just pop into our head. I think that we can choose our emotions as a result of those thoughts. I think we can choose our response as a result of those thoughts, but thoughts just sort of pop pop in our head. And I forget what the saying is when it comes to like in your brain, what fires together, wires together. So in other words, like if you're constantly thinking the same thought, it's going to be easier and easier and easier to think that thought. And it's going to be harder to think an opposite thought. It's going to be harder to pull yourself out of that old thought pattern because you are literally putting down wiring in your brain. Like these, you know, like literally nerves are wiring together based on this thought process. So every time I think about, you know, my husband having an affair, I immediately think about feeling like a victim and I immediately feel like that's painful. And I immediately feel like I was done wrong. And I was like all that kind of stuff, right? Those are just, they tend to be just wired together. So in order for us to detach from that wiring and start wiring together a different story, we have to have the courage to release that old identity, that old version of us. Um, it can feel sad to move on and even like almost like a betrayal of yourself because you go, okay, if this isn't the narrative anymore, if I'm not in pain, if I'm not the victim here, then who am I, right? If I have to admit that I'm not actually in the pain that I once was, if I don't have that struggle anymore, who are, who am I without that struggle? What does the new version look like? And I think that pain and struggle has a way of feeling like an old friend, doesn't it? Again, if it, just, if it's, if it fires together, it wires together. It is easy. It's so simple to go into that old storyline that it's so simple to go into that old narrative. So pain and struggle, it can feel like, um, you know, an old friend that validates you, that always agrees with you, that you never, it never makes you feel alone because there's just sort of commiserate about it. But it is also pain, struggle, hurt, resentment, these negative motivators, while they are always normal and they're always common and they're definitely always valid, they also feel like that friend that holds you back. They always feel like that friend who gets mad when you move on or that makes you feel badly for wanting more. So it's going to take even more sort of emotional activation energy to change that narrative. But the first part of, of deciding 
is going, okay, that's not me anymore. Having the self-awareness to literally lift your head up and go, that's not me anymore. And it's funny because I actually knew that I was moving on um, when it was funny because like, especially when I mentioned this before on an episode where Danny and I would send each other these sort of memes, like we both obviously love memes. You guys, you follow the best life on Instagram. We post a lot of funny memes about relationships and we would just send back and forth these memes that were all about like, life is a dumpster fire. No one knows what they're doing. No one has their shit together. Like just all this kind of stuff. And it's funny because those memes just didn't resonate anymore. I was like, actually, I kind of do know what I'm doing. I kind of like do have my shit together. I actually kind of am making a life for myself, a different life for myself that I kind of like. And so you need to first have the awareness that you really don't have to be attached to that storyline anymore. Before you can create a new storyline, you have to have the courage to say, you know what? I'm actually done with the struggle. And that's a conscious choice, by the way. I'm actually done with the struggle. I'm actually done being mired in pain. I don't want this to be my reality. And you know, for those of you who have listened to this podcast for a while, I think I shared this on another episode. I just had a moment. I had been out of my marriage for about six months. I went to a Byron Katie event here in Los Angeles. And I remember I just had this moment of like, it was called an epiphany, whatever. I actually got like really physically ill (laughs) at this conference. I hardly ever get sick, but for like days I was like down for the count. And I really think it was this sort of emotional cleansing because at the event, I just had this moment where everything that I was sort of calling my ex-husband, I was calling him stubborn and adolescent, uh, self-righteous, you know, like all these things, I literally turned it all around on me and I was like, wow, Jill, you're being this person. You're being stubborn. You're being self-righteous. You're being an adolescent. You're being immature. You're, You're being all the things. Because I simply, and while I would, you know, anyone would agree with me that I had the reason to be upset, I had to turn it around on myself and go, wow, and like look myself in the mirror and go, that's who I am. That's what I'm being. So it really is just a choice. And yeah, it's, it's a process, obviously, but you have to have the courage to say, you know what, I'm not going to identify with that anymore. I'm not going to identify with that person, that victim person, that victimhood, that pain, that struggle. Now, it doesn't mean that things won't still pop up that are challenging to you. I still get hits even now, years later, not co- like with my ex-husband's current actions, but when I think back to all of the deceit and all of the lies, I get fucking fired up again. Now I would never like, you know, get mad and call him out or whatever. I I realize that he's done a 180 and that's why we can be such good friends. But I still get those hits every once in a while. But now I just turn around faster. I'm like, yep, that's not the thing. That's he's a different person now. We've worked through that now. So I can still, and this is actually interesting. This is called pain shopping in sort of like emotional, you know, uh, emotional, I guess, uh, what's the word? I guess, emotional spaces, it's called pain shopping, where you literally choose to think back on old thoughts to feel that camaraderie of pain again, if that makes sense. You think about the things, and this is when you like, I don't know, this is maybe when you want to ask questions like, where did the affair happen? When was it? Like, and just really want to get into the minutia when it really doesn't matter, but you just want to know because you just almost want to be hurt even worse. I know this sounds so crazy, but if you've been in that space, you know what I'm talking about. So pain shopping is where you deliberately sort of go out and find ways to feel bad. And this sounds so strange, right? Like, why would we do that as humans? But I think all of us, and I've said this before, I think all of us have a feeling, I think it's just honestly the human condition. We all have this feeling of not feeling good enough. Um, And it will come out in different ways. And if I 
don't want to feel good enough, I can go out and find ways to not feel good enough and to feel valid in my insecurities, to feel validated in my, in my sensitivities, to feel validated that I was the one done wrong. And so it first takes that just very sort of clear, courageous decision to say, I'm not that person anymore. And I really think that's where it begins because ultimately, if you're here and you have a growth mindset, you realize that we as humans are built to move on. We're built to continue becoming the next version of us, to continue evolving, to continue learning and growing if you have a growth mindset. If you are someone who is willing to have the self-awareness, and that's the thing is like, I would say growth mindset, but really it's self-awareness. I think we all know people who kind of go through life where they feel like sort of life is happening to them. If you have any sort level of self-awareness or introspection and really self-awareness is just look at watching yourself. That's all it is. It's watching your actions and going, wow, I wonder why I did that. That's really what self-awareness is. I wonder why I did that. I wonder why I feel that way. And oftentimes it can come, it comes down to an insecurity of ours. So realizing if you have some self-awareness, realizing that as humans, we are here for growth, right? We're here for growth and that growth can be really painful at times, but we're built to move on. And I feel like when you want to grow and you want to learn, you want to change and evolve, you have to make room for that new version of you. And that's going to mean cutting weight. It's going to mean, you know, um, deciding to move on from that old painful story. And I just, I want to use this episode to give you permission to do that. Um, I think moving on can feel sad. Like I said, it can feel like a betrayal of ourselves because if I don't have that pain anymore, if I don't, I'm not the one done wrong, then what am I? I have to create something new for myself. I have to create a different way of creating meaning in my life. And I know it sounds so strange, but for a lot of people, the pain is the meaning. I was done wrong. I was the victim in that scenario. I was the one who was hurt. And that becomes the, becomes the identity. We embody that. And so I feel like in order for us to create this new version of us, whatever that looks like, this better version, right? And even if you lost something that you just feel like is irreplaceable, like, Uh, I know for Danny and I, like our husbands, they were it. That was it. Like for me, that was it. I was like, I literally landed my dream guy and like, this is it. I couldn't have even fathomed a different reality. And here I am six years later after leaving the marriage, seven years after learning about the affair. And literally I love my life. It is completely different (laughs) than what it was six years ago. But it's so great in so many new and amazing ways that I could have never imagined. I could never have thought up on my own. And so in order for us to create the capacity for new experiences, for better experiences, we have to have the courage to move on. And I really find excitement uh, because there's so much more available for that next version of you and that next version of me. And so if you need to bookmark this episode as like a little sort of mental pep talk, there's no like one, two, three takeaways. It's literally just having the conversation of having the courage, having the self-awareness to go, yes, that's an old storyline. I don't identify with it quite as much as I used to. It doesn't make me feel as good to feel validated. In fact, it makes me feel trapped. And once you have that awareness, you know it's time to shed that skin and become someone else. And this episode, I hope, gives you permission to do that. Even if you have to grieve that old storyline. You know, I mean, I still think back and I still have a lot of compassion for the Jill of six years ago, seven years ago, 10 years ago. I still have a lot of compassion for her, but I'm also like, that's not me anymore. 
I'm not that person. I've become someone else. I've come, I become a lot stronger. I'm a lot emotionally stronger. Um, I feel like I'm definitely more decisive. I know what I want. I have a stronger boundaries. I know what I'm willing to put up with. I'm willing to have honest communication, direct communication. Um, and honestly, I feel like I'm a lot warmer as a result of that. I feel like I have a lot more self-compassion and compassion for others as well, having gone through something like that. So I think it takes a lot of courage to move, to be able to move on. And I just want to assure you that there is plenty waiting for you on the other side of that storyline, on the other side of that narrative. And so if you've been waiting to jump or you've been feeling like you're itching to go somewhere else, I want you to trust that you got it and to take that leap. So hopefully it helps you guys. If that is interesting to you and you like this conversation, be happy to have it more, but permission to not identify with that old version of you anymore. I think it's completely fine to shed that skin and let the chips fall for what that means for people in your life. You know, I left a lot of really amazing friends and family in North Carolina and they're great, but I'm not sentimental about it. Like they're awesome. And I wish them the best from here but I don't feel like I need to go back. I don't feel like I'm missing out. There's no FOMO there because I'm in a totally different place. And I'm sure they're in a totally different place too. And it's great. And I really feel like this is always working for our benefit. I feel like we're, this is, life is always evolving for us if we just have the, the capacity and the courage to see it that way. Anyway, I hope that is useful for you guys. Feel free to hit us up, The Best Life Podcast on Insta or go to thebestlifepodcast.com. We have our new website up with all of the goodies on there. There's some awesome freebies for you guys, some really amazing courses. And of course, you can join our closed Facebook group, thebestlifepodcast.com. We'd love to get your feedback on that. Hopefully that was useful and we will see you guys on the next episode. Bye guys. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL.